if you do want to change the world, and you need to change yourself. If you want to put more positive energy out there, you need to learn to have it and exude it. And if you want to train people to achieve things better, you need to train yourself how to achieve things better. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life, to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want to break through, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. How do you master some new training strategies that will help you influence your students so that they can achieve more? Because look, you're here because you want to make an impact and an income. 
sharing your advice, sharing your knowledge, giving your curriculum, inspiring other people. You know the difference you can make if you can just master these things, these concepts. And I know sometimes you get a little bit kind of caught up and like, can I do this well? And the more tactics and strategies you learn, the more you'll feel confident and you'll be more competent to do a good job. I know that's important to you. So what I wanna share with you is 10 ideas on how to become a higher level trainer. You know, there's different levels of proficiency in training. Sometimes, you know, you, you go out there and you just wanna help people, so you're kind of like a motivational speaker where you're sharing your story and your, your challenges, your struggles, and, and how you overcame that. And people are really inspired by that, but they walk out the door and maybe they don't feel it. Or maybe you have put together a course or a program before, but you were kind of disappointed by the number of people who actually did the work. Well, a lot of that isn't the student's fault. We tend to get in this place where you blame the students as a thought leader. You think, oh, well, you know, all these guys, they don't implement, they don't watch the videos, they don't do these things. But the reality is sometimes we need to become better so our students can achieve more things. And that's the challenge on us. I really take it personally and I make it a high level of expectation on myself to do a good job in our training courses. I think through it, I, I, I process it. We spend a lot of time shooting and filming and thinking through it. And what I want you to do is the same thing. You can do this with excellence. If you set that bar high for yourself, you know what? You'll be so far beyond everyone else because most people, they're just doing this to get rich quick. They're doing this to make a little bit of money. But if this could be a career for you, if this is a, a passionate pursuit to serve other people, to inspire other people, to teach them how to improve their lives, whether it's their work lives, their business lives, their relationships, whatever it is for you, if this is real for you, then you're gonna care about how you do for them. I mean, if you've ever been to Experts Academy, the live event as an example, I mean, you guys see, I, I'm like, I'm leaving it all out on stage. I mean, just complete, there's nothing, there's not an ounce left of me after that event. I mean, I even lose weight, you know, just doing it because it's just unbelievably demanding. But I hold myself and the audience to high levels of expectations because you know what? If you do want to change the world, and you need to change yourself. If you want to put more positive energy out there, you need to learn to have it and exude it. And if you want to train people to achieve things better, you need to train yourself how to achieve things better. That's what we're going to focus in this session on you. You know, we focused a lot on the students in the last section, you know, what, what their emotions are. We focused a lot on the curriculum, but then it's gonna be about what you say and what you do and what you also adopt in your own life so that you can become a better trainer. Let's get into these 10 ideas. Number one, make sure, follow my curriculum outline and focus on the emotions of fear and motivation that everybody experiences as they're going through education. Vital, 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 vital. If you already have courses and products and programs and you didn't follow that outline, that's okay. In the next version of them, the next time you reshoot them, re-release them, reteach them, add some of those elements and you go like, wow. It seems like people are more excited about this. They, they're seeming to get it a little bit better. You'll be, you'll be thrilled. I'm not asking anybody to go recreate your products and programs and follow my exact outline, but if you can get a little bit more of those elements in there with real heart and care for the people who you're serving, 
you will see an unbelievable groundswell of that program. You know, you should, you should, your, your students and your alumni should be out there recommending your courses. Your students are gonna do most of your work for you if you did a good job for them. Care about their emotions, care about their experience with them, teach in a way that they understand the philosophy, they understand the steps, they understand the do's and the don'ts, and most importantly, they believe in themselves. Number two, big idea, name every one of your concepts. This is for you to do as a trainer, not only to protect your content, which we'll talk about, it's also vital for you to do so the students in community, in chat, in, at live events, can say, hey, are you doing so-and-so strategy? Hey, have you tried this thing? Uh, your concepts are important. Naming them is very important so that people understand things. If, if you teach a lot of philosophy, but you never give it a name, people don't know what to do with it. They're like, oh, that was good, but four days later, they can't recall it. You gotta label things and name things. And the better you do that of all of your processes, strategies, or even step-by-step -step systems, the more people can refer to it and remember it. It's very important for humans to be able to memorize or remember things to have a name for it. It categorizes it in their brain, right? And I do this in, in so many parts of what I teach. So for example, you saw, let's take like last year as an example. I taught a $10,000 program, my 10X marketing training, and within that, I taught a concept called circular virulosity. And when I was doing the marketing for the program, everyone's like, do you know what Brendan's circular virulosity is? And I'd never taught it before. The whole marketplace at the advanced level was like, what is this Brendan guy doing? What is circular virulosity? And it was just a way for me to explain a very unique, powerful social media marketing strategy that nobody else was really doing or sort of processing. So I called it circular virulosity and it went boom. You know, we put whatever, 200, three, I guess, yeah, it was 300 plus people in a $10,000 event ticket. Almost just because that name, they were like, I wanna learn that. I named it, I didn't say, come learn social media marketing strategy at 10X Empire. I said, come learn circular virulosity. And people are like, what is that? When you name it, they wanna understand it. When you name it, they can remember it. Even if they don't remember all the steps, they go, oh, that thing, that stretch, are you doing that? But here's what's important about it. I named it. Uh, let's take another concept from uh, Experts Academy. Collaborative compounding. What the heck is that? Well, you remember yesterday, part one, I said in one of my five big lessons that I've learned at all, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have understood earlier the power of collaborative compounding. What does that mean? Well, collaborative compounding is my phrase that I named to explain my approach to basically affiliate marketing. Just a strategy of how you can rotate through a group of people collaborating to promote each other. And by rotating through in specific ways, your list compounds and grows as each member of that group gets organic traffic. That's what I teach at Experts Academy. I named it collaborative compounding. So now it's not just come learn Brendan's approach to affiliate marketing, it's come master collaborative compounding. They go, what is that? So whatever your process, your steps, your strategy, whatever it is, you need to have a name for it.
And I hope, I, there's no way I can beat this up enough. You gotta master this piece. Soon as you master this piece, you become known for things in the industry and you stand out. If you don't stand out, why would people work with you? Because you know what, everybody's teaching affiliate marketing. They wanna know what's your unique route. If you're teaching parenting and you're teaching a process to calm kids down, when you market your course, don't say, you'll learn a process to calm kids down. Name it, call it like the temper tantrum stopping mechanism or whatever it is. Just name it, because once you name it, not only is it funny, it's memorable and it's protectable. Let's talk about this for a moment. You have to name every concept because once you name it, you can copyright it and trademark it. If not, anyone else can teach you the exact same process. Make sense? It's very important that you name it. I'll give you, uh, you know, some great examples like, um, like a Jim Collins. You know, Jim, College, Jim Collins, who wrote Good to Great, in that book, Good to Great, he says, look, here's, a, here's, here's my view of leadership. And he called it level five leadership. And all these people, when I was out in the corporate speaking industry, they were always like, do you know level five, level five leadership? What level are you in level five leadership? Everything was level five leadership. I was, what the heck is that? And everybody was talking about it because he named it. And he was just teaching very basic organizational principles of understanding what leadership is. It was so simple, but he named it. He named the other thing in there he called the hedgehog concept, which is three questions to ask yourself. But because he named his process, his ideas, his framework, he was able to protect it if people also taught it. So you don't name it just to help your students achieve it better or remember it better. You do it because it also protects your brand. Make sense? Name everything. Okay, next, to help your students advance Further, create themes and memes. Create themes in your training where throughout each module of the training, you're bringing up a theme. That theme might be, you know, let's say you, you, in module one, you told a story about your mom. Module number two, bring up that story again and further it. Module three, bring them right back into that. Module four, bring them right back into it. Keep bringing people back into the story or the theme of the training. If you're, for example, you know, I have a lot of folks who are health trainers or fitness trainers who come through Experts Academy, which who I love. And, I, and if you do that work, thank you, I appreciate it. And you know, I'll tell fitness instructors all the time, have a theme for the training you're gonna do that day. Tell them the theme for the training. If you're gonna do a, a, a webinar, tell them the theme for the day and keep revisiting it. How many ways can you revisit it? It's just like, I'm sure you've thrown a theme party before at your house, maybe through a Star Wars theme party, right? And everyone came dressed up in that theme and it united everybody because they could talk about it. That's what you're doing in your student courses. You're giving them a theme to follow, to remember, and you're revisiting it throughout the entire course. So let's say if you know, on module one or the first training, you say, you know, one of our themes is in this course, we're gonna keep coming right back to your confidence. One of our themes is, you know what? I'm more powerful than I believe. And then every single training module, you remind them of that affirmation. Hey, don't forget, you're more powerful than you believe. Hey, don't forget, I'm more powerful than I believe. And you do that, you just keep bringing that theme, that phrase up over and over throughout it. People unite to that stuff, they love that stuff. It's the same thing that you would see in movement marketing. Uh, at Experts Academy, uh, we teach movement marketing. How do you start a big movement 
online or, or in real life, you see in the old days of civil action and civil rights marches, that people had themes, they had phrases, they had songs that carried throughout the country that united people. It was the same song, same theme, same phrase, same chant, same marching kind of uh, attire or approach. So you wanna have that theme. What's the theme in your training? If you lack that, you're not giving the customer, the student enough to grab onto and to remember and to bring up to people. Your themes, on the marketing side of your business, end up help, right? When all your students are talking about the same thing, the same feeling, the same phrases, it creates a, a community. And when they're sharing it out to the world, they go, I want that, oh, I like that. It's really powerful. For example, uh, another example of mine, um, in High Performance Academy, you know, one of our themes is level up. You know, level up your energy, level up your presence and your enthusiasm right now. Even you, right now, just level up. Just get another level of energy in your body and in your mind just because you choose to. Just because you're given the gift and the ability to motivate yourself. You're given the gift of just choosing. Right now, you can choose to have a more positive, buoyant energy just because you can do it. That's called leveling it up. It's taking it from, I'm a level five, six, seven level of energy to, nope, I'm level 10 right now. I'm gonna peak it up just cause. That's a theme. So throughout my seminar, there'll be several times I can see people really into the training, really into their thoughts or really into their engagement. And I'll just come out, I'll say, all right guys, let's level it up. And everyone goes, wham, they're up, they're ready to go. Cause I create that theme at the beginning and I challenge them and say, hey guys, one of the themes of the seminar is we're gonna level up. We're gonna amplify our energy cause we can and just to train ourselves that we can. And that theme revisits over and over throughout the seminar and people feel amazing afterwards. It's just a theme that I'm strategically conscious of. Helpful? I hope so. Next, strategize the mental and physical breaks that are necessary for your training. And this is, I cannot share how important this is. We'll start with the obvious place to do this, at your seminars. Let's say if you're a seminar leader, um, which we teach a lot of that in Experts Academy, if you're trying to do your own live events, it's very important that you think of the, the audience's energy throughout the day. You know, it's very important. If you're doing a one-day seminar, two-day, three-day, four-day, five days, doesn't matter. I do them all. You know, I go up to five days at our certification training for our coaches. It's five intense days. If I'm not aware of where their energy is, where to pick them up, where to calm them down, where to get them excited, where to get them to chill out, where to break their mental thinking so they can just you know, not overwhelm themselves. If I don't think about that, my seminars would be wreckage. But instead, you see people come there. On day one, they're kind of like, what's this about? Okay, I know this guy, I like this, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try. And on day four, they're like, yeah, they're out of their mind. They have more energy on the last day than on the first day, even though we've been going, you know, nine, 10 hours, sometimes 12 hours every day. They're doing pushing and pushing and pushing. How do you do that? I'm conscious of where their mental breaks need to be. You know, and you have to be that. You have to think of, uh, you know, even this training. What I did with you is I scheduled 50 minute sessions of content for a reason. I could go, as you know, I could go all day long. I'd go five, six hours, no problem, no stop, no notes, just rock and roll, need a glass of water, I'm good to go. But I know you need a break. I know that students need a break in the rhythm of the course. Sometimes you'll see me go through bullets faster 
sometimes slower. That's never by accident. I'm going at a pace where I can interrupt things with energy. I can interrupt things with themes. I can interrupt things with story. It's kind of like I think about the fact that people, you know, have this, it's not true, and it was a completely misunderstood concept in psychology um, and a lot of neuroscience too, which was left brain versus right brain. By the way, that's very, very poor way of thinking about our understanding of the brain today, but some people still like to talk about that, um, to just maybe not as informed with it. But imagine that you have this creative ideation, exciting, visionary part of who you are, and you have this detailed, focused, action-oriented, execution-based side of you are, of who you are. You also have a side of you that uh, fatigues, and a side of you that seems to have endless soul and energy. Your job is to activate those in people, strategically. Like sometimes you're really speaking to their execution detail orientation. Other times you're really speaking towards more visionary, big picture ideas. Sometimes you're really speaking towards like the hardships, the frustrations, the fatigue side of them. Other times you're really speaking towards what energizes them. And throughout all of that, you're conscious of how much time you're spending on things, right? You don't wanna to spend too much time on fear, 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 fear without switching it with a funny story, right? You gotta have these transitional moments, just like any great speaking course would teach you, you have transitional moments. You transition out of a step-by-step -step process, maybe you tell a story, you bring some humor in it. Maybe sometimes you're teaching concept after concept and you stop them and say, okay, let me get in your face a little bit, let's accountability time, here we go. You've seen me do that throughout even just this training. I'll teach a lot, and as soon as you're like, okay, I got it, I understand, I'll go, wait, stop, I'll get in your face, I'll change up my energy, my tone, my melody, my pitch, my rhythm, and I'll go, hey, look, I know you know this, but let me look at your calendar. Can, can I see your skill development? Is it really there? And I'll change the visual of it from step by step to boom, I'm in your world, let's hold you accountable, Let's talk about your calendar. Can I see that you actually scheduled the doing of all this stuff? And it just changed it. I could keep it the same pace. So have you scheduled it? But I stop, I change, I get in your face. I change the tone of it. I change the visualization of it. And now it, it breaks your mental rhythm. And the more you break someone's mental rhythm, the more they're able to stay with you and endure learning. The funny thing is they used to think that that was a bad thing. They thought, well, if I interrupt them too much, you know, they're, 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 they're not gonna be able to focus. But if you're strategic about it and you're interrupting that focus on purpose, what you're actually doing is firing off the important parts of their brain, their striatum, where they're thinking about novelty as an example. And anytime something new comes up, what it does is it gives them a little bit of dopamine drip in their brain. So that's like the reward center, a reward hormone. And they're like, oh, they're excited again. They're, they're engaged again. You must switch things up, switch how you talk, switch how you move. And also think about the actual mental timing of a physical break. Meaning you gotta say like, they're thinking, when can I get up and get some water? When can I go to the bathroom? They're thinking about these things. So you need to be attentive to those by either telling them when that will happen or holding the expectation or setting the frame that they kind of know that they're released to go focus on those things, meaning they can get up, 
pause the video, do whatever they need to do to refresh themselves. Even on webinars, you might do that. I'll say on webinars sometimes, even though people do do webinars, say, Brendan, don't do that. I'll say in the middle of the webinar, hey guys, here's what I wanna do. Ask me a bunch of questions in the chat roll below. I know we've been going for two or three hours on this webinar. If you need to use a restroom, use a restroom right now. But those who are still with me, ask me questions and I'll just do a five minute Q&A right now. So if you need to grab some water or use the restroom, you can do that. Now, marketers who only sell all the time, they're like, don't do that because they might be gone and they might have to sell. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'd rather have them gone and be able to come back versus like sitting there urinating on themselves because they're probably not going to buy anything when they feel silly. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's give people a break. You just have to do that. I know you guys get that, but my question to you is this. If I went through your training course, how much rhythm did you have where you took me in an idea, out of an idea, and you gave me an energy bump, or you slowed things down? Are you doing that on purpose? If you're not, that's the next level of training for you. The rhythm of your training. The rhythm of your training. So vitally important. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori, and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn to earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. Hey all, it's Brendan, and I wanna make sure that you go check out growthday.com. It's an all-in-one personal development platform where you can do everything you would like to do for personal development in one place. You can capture your mindset journaling, set your goals, track your habits and improve them, take wellness challenges, and learn from the highest powered, highest paid, most respected motivational teachers, wellness coaches, and life coaches in the world live every week. One trial, we just call it starter, that's where you're just using the tools. You know, it's the mindset journal where we prompt you with tons of research-backed prompts 
to help you become more positive, confident, self-aware, and happy. We've got your goal tracking system. That's where you set your personal development goals and reminders. So like reminders to meditate or reminders to call your partner and flirt or you know reminders to make sure that you do this one project. It's also got, importantly, your habit tracking system. This is where you can track your high performance habits, which we teach you to do. And then you receive targeted scores and recommended videos to improve those. Our pro level now includes live classes. You know, we've got the best teachers in all of personal and professional development, period, in the app. These folks all charge over $50,000 for a one hour keynote, but they're live every single month in growth day teaching for 45 minutes. Then we have what we call all access. And that's where you get the tools plus the live classes, but also over 20 deep dive, powerful life transformative courses. So these courses, these classes, these are things that would cost over $3,000 a month to access. But Growth Day Pro, as an example, is less than a buck a day. Your personal development is worth a dollar a day. Your access to these people is worth a dollar a day. But you can start free right now when you go to growthday.com. Number five, constantly give your audience love. Give them the identity of a successful person. The way that you do this is, as we talked about in the last session, you honor the struggle. You tell them, I know it's hard, but you'll make it through. You know what, you've made it through before. Have you ever had something you just thought, oh my gosh, these dark days will never, last, never end. You know, you had a bad relationship, and you didn't do anything wrong, but the relationship kind of fell apart. No one intended it to be, and you felt horrible for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, maybe even a couple of years. But then, you know, you kind of started trusting yourself again, and you had the bravery to open up your heart again and, and go look out there, and, and you, you found somebody. You, you did a good job because you allowed yourself to put yourself out there. You allowed yourself to be vulnerable, and because of that, you became more successful in a new relationship. Like you went from one bad relationship to a better one. Has that ever happened? That's just giving, it's like honoring them and it's saying, look, you made it through. All, giving them the identity of a successful person. I'll say this in the middle of most of my courses. I'll say, uh, hey, you know what, guys? I, I really want to just celebrate you here for a second because most people, they would never get to this part of the training. Because you know, a lot of people, they start with a lot of excitement. They watch module one and module two and module three, but you're here at module four. That tells me automatically you're more successful than most people around you, and you're gonna be more successful at this. So I wanna honor you and celebrate you. Good job, I respect that. I'm excited to hear about your successes as you go out and continue out learning all the people around you. Good for you. That's giving them that identity of a successful person. It's honoring them, but it's literally telling them they are successful. They are more successful than others. And that's actually true, by the way. Those who further their continuing education, they just outpace everybody around them. The learners own the world. Learners are leaders. It just, it's the way it works. So honor them for that. Also, when you use examples, when you use examples, it's very important that when you talk about your audience and yourself, that's always framed in a positive way. And if you're talking about other things, 
you make sure like other people that if you ever say successful people versus unsuccessful people, you're making it very clear where the audience is. Let me give you an example. I, I have a video on, on YouTube. I think it's been viewed like a million times or something crazy. Um, it's called How Successful People Think. And in that video and all of my high performance training, I'm always conscious to say, you know, when I do the us versus them or we versus others, I'm very conscious of that. So for example, I might say things like, you know, unsuccessful people, they think like this, they think like that. If I have a big room of people, I would never say, you know, unsuccessful people, those of you who are unsuccessful in here, you think this and you think that. But those who will succeed in here, you think that. I never divide the audience into successful and unsuccessful. Everybody in that room I address as successful. Everybody who's not in that room, if I'm giving an example of unsuccess, I'd say, but you know what? Somebody out there, guys, who's not in this room with us, they might think this different way. They might do these different things. And so they're gonna keep struggling and they're gonna keep just being in that place you know, where they're always bitter and they blame everybody and their victims, but that's not us. That's why we're here, because we think differently. We wanna contribute more, don't we? And everyone goes, yeah. And that's what I'm doing is I'm enrolling everybody into the idea that we, as a group, are successful and we are more successful than others. Not putting others down. I'm never going after others. I'm not being a jerk. I'm not, you know, bemoaning others or doing some false you know, us against them kind of thing. I never blame the politicians as an example. That's a cheap trick. I never blame, you know, uh, you know, politics or the economy or the weather, any of that finger pointing stuff. I never finger point. But what I do is I'm constantly like hugging my audience. Like, good for you. We've done a good job. Here's the reality. Most people have never taken a moment to integrate their successes. You know, they start a new year and they look forward to the new year and they think about all the things they want, need, desire, hope for, but they never stop at the end of the year and look back at the you know, last 12 months and go, you know, I did some good things. They don't make a list of all their goals accomplished, their successes achieved, their learnings, their growth and they don't integrate it. So they never feel successful because they're always on to the next thing. They don't give themselves credit. I think it's really important for you as you're watching this, if you're gonna succeed as a thought leader, every win that you have, celebrate that. You know, I always tell people, it's like, have a journal that you keep at least on a weekly basis that says, here's all the great things that happened this week. All the little moves I made, all the little tasks and goals accomplished, and just look at that and allow yourself to look at it, close your eyes, feel a little pride, allow yourself to be grateful for those things, allow yourself to feel a high level of gratitude, allow yourself to feel joy that you did that. I think that's so important for people. If you're somebody right now who you just, you've never felt successful in your life, it has nothing to do with what you achieved or accomplished. If you've never felt successful in your life, it has nothing to do with how much you earned. It has nothing to do with your followership. It has nothing to do with anything other than you've never taken the moment to allow the little wins to grow into identity that says, I'm good. I've done a good job. I, I've handled some things. I've been there for some people. I've helped others. And you know what? Even when it got hard, I'm still here. You know, if you can't 
give yourself that love and respect from the simple fact that you're still here, you're missing life's blessings, man. And I know you know that, and it's very important. Don't forget ever, ever that you are and have come so much further than you were before. Even if it feels like you went backwards a little bit, at least you learned not to go backwards. At least you learned where you made a mistake. And now you can move forward with a high level of confidence like, okay, got it. Don't compromise on that value again. At least you're developing and maturing your character as you continue to exist and be resilient each day. But I can tell you a lot of people never give their voice and really give of themselves out there because they think they're not enough. But you're more than enough because you're here. You are still in this training, so I do honor you. You are somebody who's gotten further than everyone. You took time out of your day to learn about how to help more people? You did that. You took time out of your day for one moment to say, hey, let me learn something. Let me try something. Let me activate a new ambition. You did that. I honor that. That's what makes you successful. It will make you further successful. See? Works, right? I just did that with us. That's all that session was. So I wanted to illustrate it for you. And I also want to change the pace of our training, right? So that's what I just did. So I'm teaching it to you and I'm training to you. It's very awkward for me, but I hope that you're enjoying it. <laughs> okay, where are we at? Number five, number six, here we go. Use vivid imagery and metaphor. Uh, every great speaker is always stepping back from their messaging and say, how can I bring in something very visual? How can I use a metaphor where I can com you know, compare apples and oranges, where I can compare things that are completely different and use metaphors to explain things to people. The more you use metaphors and similes and visual imagery, the more the audience grasps onto those things and they say, this is amazing, I love this. You know, they can see what you're talking about come into vision and they can remember it better with vivid imagery. And so what I'd love you to do next time you create curriculum and say, how can I use an example here that's just really, you know, really vivid? Like I can see them doing that or use a metaphor that is, is just something I can understand. For example, earlier when I talked about creating themes, I said, hey, you've probably created a theme party before, right? Like a Star Wars theme party. You immediately saw a bunch of little dudes and Darth Vader's running around, right? It was like, you can imagine that theme party. Well, it was just a metaphor I was using to explain a concept. That's what's important about it, right? So you want to think, what metaphors? As a side note, for those who are in positions of influence, which I would argue you guys all are, metaphors are the best thing you can ever do or use to win an argument. If you're ever in an argument, your job is to come up with a metaphor that's just so basic, it's undeniable. You know, that just makes so much sense. If they accept this metaphor is true, then they have to accept your proposition. If you haven't studied that type of concept or thinking before, go and read, let's see what was a great book on that. Oh, How to Argue and Win Every Time by Jerry Spence. One of the great books ever written on influence, if you haven't read it, How to Argue and Win Every Time. He just, he centers a whole book around a metaphor example, and it's incredibly powerful. I mean, the stories he tells in there, they're so vivid. Your job is to make things vivid, clear, great metaphors that people can grab onto, right? That's a metaphor in itself. Here we go. 
Seven, ask rhetorical questions. Isn't it important to ask people questions? Anybody? Thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so ask rhetorical questions <laughs> to your audience where it's an obvious yes or an obvious no. This gets their head shaken with you. And as soon as people are shaking their head, they're open. And when people are open, they accept new ideas. They try new things. They think outside the box. That's your job. Get them thinking. And the way to do it is to get them open. And so ask questions that are so, so, you know, don't you hate when someone treats you rude? Well, who would say no to that? Of course, everyone hates. No, could you imagine the dude going, well, I love when people treat me rude. No one says that. Of course, yeah, I hate that. You know, don't you dislike this? Isn't it frustrating with that? But also like, doesn't everybody want this? Doesn't everybody want a better future? Well, of course they do. Well, have you ever noticed that most politicians ask that in their speeches? Why? Because everyone goes, yeah, everyone wants a better future and everyone now associates a better future with the person asking the rhetorical question. The things that you ask in rhetoric in terms of rhetorical question become associated with you. So be strategic about that. You know, doesn't everybody want to make a difference? Doesn't everybody want to share their voice? I share those things in my own training because I want them people to go, yeah, you know, haven't you always wanted to grow your following online so you could reach more people with good messages or even fun? Well, sure, of course. It opens people to your idea and you can only progress your ideas and the difficulty level of your training by first asking rhetorical questions. Once they are open to it, then they're ready to go to that next level of understanding for it. Now, I know you may already know that, but isn't it important to make sure your audience is open? That's a rhetorical question. Yeah, it is. And now you can accept this as a concept, right? Almost every point that you teach, almost every point that you teach, you want to insert somewhere. It doesn't have to be at the beginning, but almost every point, especially if it's a major practice or philosophy, you want to insert a rhetorical question or series of rhetorical questions where they go, yeah, I get that. Or yeah, I feel that. Number eight, use case studies. Don't forget Constantly use case studies, your case studies, other people's case studies, your students' case studies. The more case studies that you use, the more that people can go, ah, not only do I, am I open to that, I accept it. Now I can see it happening in someone else's life or I can visualize it better because what people like to see is a, a case study where it's broken down on the how and they can kind of walk through to understand it. Don't be someone who just teaches conceptually make that plane land, right? Make that concept land on the ground where they can go, oh, I, yeah, I, now I see that happening. A great example of like, I um, teach in Experts Academy, the homepage ATM. And uh, that, that phrase and that process became very famous in 2009 when I started teaching. I just taught how to basically earn money from your homepage. Like what would that process look like? I named it just like I taught you. I called it homepage ATM and how to you know, basically get money from your homepage. And people loved it. But I mean, I taught it conceptually so many times on a flip chart and people could understand it. So I rolled out a case study where I'd showed it, I'll do that in the New Experts Academy too, where I just, I literally show it and I show how it got built and I use it to break it down as a case study. Here's a summary of it, here's the tactics, here's the tools, and it changed the entire adoption of it. And I would say, if when you look across the web today, you just see it everywhere. I mean, everybody is doing that process because of 
that case study. I mean, I, I taught that for what, four years? And I didn't realize it was gonna be such a big thing. It became a big thing when I changed the case study. I showed it more visually, and then I showed it how other people were using it. It became a thing. Number nine, give your summaries, give your implementation guides. If you're teaching very high level stuff, make sure at some point in that program or your next program that you bust it down into more manageable tasks. People do like checklists. They do like recaps and summaries. That's all important as well. That's basic. And then last, I challenge you to give lifelong access to your courses, to your people. Anyone, if you ever bought a course from me, you got access to it for life. I've never in my career said, you only have access to this main course you're buying for 60 days or 100 days or a year. I go, you know what? If you're one of my students, you get access to what you bought as long as you want. Because I want you to be able to go back and visit it and look at it. Because look, Experts Academy is a great example. Maybe this is the year you write your book. Or maybe it's next year. Or maybe it's the year after that. I teach that in Experts Academy. Maybe you, this year you say, no, I'm gonna focus on the webinar thing you teach, Brendan. And you know, I'll do my webinars for a while and get really good at that. And then I'll do a book. I know that my students, as they grow, they're gonna sort of try different modalities, create different products and programs. So I say, you get lifelong access. I think it's important that we start to do that as an entire industry, that's why I put it here. If you really want your students to advance, they need to access your training, because you know, I even think about, I was going through a training program when my father was passing away. And uh, it was 2009, and he got diagnosed with leukemia. And there was about a three month period. There was no way I could do it. I was just taking care of the family. I was you know, there with him in hospice with my, my, my brothers and my sister, my mom. We were like doing the best that we could. Then you know, I had to go out to Montana and sell our house that we grew up in. And there was like all this follow-up. And I was in a course that I had purchased right before it happened. Well, I guess it was probably four months later I went back to that course and I wasn't allowed access. And I wrote him and I said, hey, you know, I had a death in the family and I'm hoping to get access. Can I just get 30, 60, 90 days more? And they wouldn't give it to me. And they said, well, our policy is this. And I just thought, what is the goal here? If, if the goal is to help students achieve, give them access longer because everyone has something come up. I bet you've had something come up in your life where you're like, you're, you're going at it and everything's great. And all of a sudden, you know what? Something came up. A relationship ended, a, a, your car got broken into, you had a couple bad days. Like life, there's difficulties there. So when that happens, you know, you wanna be able to join back into your programs. Well, your students are the same way. So as you become more of a successful trainer, be more generous. The more generous you are with your students, the more they learn, the more they share your work, the more they tell your story. It's exactly why we're here today because I've always tried to be overly generous with our students and that's supported me. So don't have a scarcity mindset. That's for other people. For us, for you, for successful people, be generous with your students. Give them more tools, more access, better training than they ever expected before. They'll stay with you forever. Hey, are you on my text list? Did you know if you're in the US, you can text me at 1-503-212-6125. I actually have that text number on my Instagram account bio as well, if you wanna go check it out. It's just 
503-212-6125. Literally just text me and say, hey, Brandon, or text me and say anything you want to say. If you want me to see it, just text me there. It's 503-212-6125. And it's my exclusive text list. And if you're not on it, it's where I share some of my most popular episodes. Or if I drop a new YouTube, I send it your way. Or if I have some kind of free thing going on the internet, I give that exclusive link out to that group. So just go there and text me, 503-212-6125. It's kind of cool. It's back and forth. This is my community text number. So tons of my community share you know, insights about what they're learning from me or just want to chat back and forth. And I'm in there. My team's in there. We really just try to engage you on a different platform. It's super fun. And again, anytime I have something special going out, this is the first group to know about it. So just go text me at 503-212-6125. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I want to jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses or where I go live in my membership areas or how I accept money online now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course? and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules. Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com.